Black Sabbath released six groundbreaking albums in a row before being consumed by their appetite for drugs and alcohol, wrote John Wiederhorn on LouderWire.com, from which much of this account is taken. But that creative splurge of those six albums were released within a five-year time frame. Their landmark second album, Paranoid, recorded live in the studio with producer Roger Bain, was released on September 18, 1970, and included the metal staples Paranoid, War Pigs, and Iron Man. Today, it becomes the latest inductee into the Drive Rock of Fame. Much of the energy of Sabbath, especially on those first two albums, stemmed from their disgust with the rest of 60s youth culture. Having grown up in war-torn Birmingham, England, flower power was an entirely foreign concept to them. They were surrounded by bombed-out parks, and when they looked around, they saw unhappy people with dead-end jobs. We were four working-class people in the most industrial part of England, and all we had to look forward to was a job working in a factory, Geezer Butler said. We felt hopeless and constantly frustrated, and we thought that at any second we'd be called up to drop into the Vietnam War because it looked like Britain was going to get involved in that as well. So there wasn't much future in anything for us. The band tracked the entire album at Regent Sound Studios and Island Studios in London between June 16th and 22nd of 1970. It took just six days because, well, that's all they were given. We finished the first album, toured Europe for six weeks, and then went right back into the studio, explained Geezer Butler. It felt like the four of us against the world. We still hadn't realized that we'd made it. Sabbath started working on Paranoid so soon after returning from the road, all they had seen was negative reviews of their first album from the world's rock press. They didn't realize that a loyal fan base was building in the U.S., and their main goal was just to prove to their families that they weren't wasting their time making music. Our families had no hope in us whatsoever of making anything of ourselves, Geezer said. They thought we were bums, and our friends used to laugh at the idea that we'd ever be successful at what we were doing. That brought us closer together and made us more determined to be successful. We didn't feel like rock stars or anything. It was quite the opposite. Compared to the single day Black Sabbath had to record their first album, six days seemed like a luxury. Fortunately, they'd played some of the songs on the road, so when they did step into the studio, they just acted on instinct. We literally went in and played it as if it were a live gig, Butler said. We didn't know anything about studios or production or engineering. We just went in, set up, and played live in the studio, and they recorded us. It sounds easy, but it's actually a really hard thing to do, to record a band live in the studio and get that whole feeling across. A lot of producers tried that, but dismally failed. But Roger had the knack for it. He came up with a few suggestions here and there, and we'd do it. Some short snappers about the songs on Paranoid. War Pigs was originally called Walpurgis, the satanic version of Christmas, according to Geezer Butler, as explained in the BBC Classic Albums documentary on the album. I wanted to write a song called Warpagus, you know, the satanic version of Christmas. Write it about the Satanism, the spiritual thing. It's uh, warmongers, that's, that's who the real Satanists are, all these people that are running the banks and the world and trying to get the working class to fight the wars for them. And we sent it to, off to the record company, no, we're not going to call it that, too satanic. So uh, I'll change it to Warpigs. The addition of the air raid siren on War Pigs and the speeding up of the song at the end were the work of the album's producer and engineer. The band had no input in that decision, but they did like it. On to Iron Man, which was originally called Iron Bloke. I wanted a riff to go with that music. me and Ozzy were walking down uh, the road one day and Tony had just come up with the Iron Man riff and Ozzy was going, I'm going to call her and I think he just came out with like, 
seems like a big iron bloke <laughs> walking about because <laughs> and I just said oh yeah it's a good time iron bloke and uh which developed into iron man just that simple some of the other songs because of how quiet planet caravan is the group had doubts about including it at all but they liked how it was like a love song only instead of normal romance it was about taking a spaceship out to the stars Hand of Doom came about after the guys observed American soldiers who had returned from Vietnam and struggled with drugs in the UK, namely heroin. When the band was playing massive sets in Europe that were hours long, Bill would do 45 minutes on his own with a drum solo. That led to the paranoid instrumental Rat Salad. Geezer Butler once said that Fairies Wear Boots was inspired by a bad encounter that Ozzy had with skinheads. But Tony Iommi claims it came from a time when Geezer and Ozzy were smoking weed and saw fairies in boots running around a park. The intro to Fairies Wear Boots is called Jack the Stripper. Ultimately, one of the biggest suggestions was to write another song for the album that would serve as a single. So after tracking the other seven songs, Black Sabbath wrote the title track literally on the spot. We knew we had to fill three or four minutes, and that's, that's all we were concerned. We didn't go, oh, we've got to have a single. It was an afterthought, Paranoid. So they just wanted a short song, and we'd never done short songs. It was always long, you know, so we, oh, God. So we came back from the pub, and we came back into the Region Sound Studio, and Tony straps his guitar on and starts playing the opening to what is now Paranoid. And we're all like looking around and everybody's like scrambling, going, oh, you know, I'm looking for my sticks. And oh, God. I think it was about 20 minutes. 20 minutes to cook it up and basically have it ready. We laid the track. Um, Oz already had some ideas going on with melodies. Geezer wrote the paranoid lyrics about depression, since he didn't know the difference between depression and paranoia. Butler was actually against paranoid being on the album at all because he thought it sounded too much like Led Zeppelin's communication breakdown. He said, we didn't think anything of it because we thought it was just another song. And then later the record company said, hey guys, this is the best song on the album. Let's call the record Paranoid. That was an odd suggestion because Black Sabbath and Warner Brothers Records had agreed to call the album War Pigs and they were already working on the cover art. The record cover is really horrible to begin with, but it was based on this idea of War Pigs, Butler says. The cover was bad enough when the album was going to be War Pigs, but when it was Paranoid, it didn't even make sense. Tony Iommi said, there's a guy standing there with a shield and a sword with the album title called Paranoid. Imagine the questions we got asked after that. What's that got to do with Paranoid? Well, nothing really, but that's how it was. Contrary to being the satanic album it was portrayed as, Paranoid is filled with relevant social and political commentary. For example, War Pigs, with that famous line, Satan laughing spreads his wings, isn't about the devil at all. To me, war was the big Satan, as we already heard from Butler. It wasn't about politics or government or anything. It was evil. So I was saying generals gathered in the masses just like witches at black masses to make an analogy. But then everybody turned it upside down and accused us of being Satanists. And in a way, I suppose we bought into that. But of course, we never were. As legendary as it became, Paranoid was a slow grower. The album reached number 23 on the U.S. charts. It went gold in the States on May 7, 1971, almost eight months after it was released. And it took another 15 years to go platinum. In 1995, the album was certified quadruple platinum. 
All Music's Steve Huey cited Paranoid as, quote, one of the greatest and most influential heavy metal albums of all time, which, quote, defined the sound and style of heavy metal more than any other record in rock history. Ben Mitchell from Blender said it was, quote, the greatest metal album of all time. According to Rolling Stone's Joe Levy, quote, Sabbath ruled for bummed-out kids in the 70s, and nearly every heavy metal and extreme rock band of the last three decades, including Metallica, Nirvana, and Slipknot, quote, owes a debt of worship to Iommi's crushing guitar riffs, Ward and Butler's Visigoth rhythm section, and Ozzy's agonized bray on tracks like Paranoid, Iron Man, and War Pigs. Robert Christgau was less enthusiastic. In his record guide, Rock Albums of the 70s, he said he could not take the band's horror-themed music seriously enough to appreciate it as anything other than camp, noting that the title track was especially, quote, scream-worthy. However, he did note that the band does take musical heaviness to, quote, undreamt-of extremes. The album is currently ranked at number 131 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Paranoid's chart success allowed the band to tour the U.S. for the first time in October of 1970, which spawned the release of the album's second single, Iron Man. Although it failed to reach the top 40, Iron Man remained one of Black Sabbath's most popular songs, as well as the band's highest charting U.S. single. Speaking to Guitar World in 2008, Jerry Cantrell of Alice in Chains called Hand of Doom a masterpiece. It's hypnotic and terrifying and has a seductive groove. The song explodes into a twisted landscape made physical through sound. Scott Ian of Anthrax said War Pigs is, quote, the sound of the apocalypse. It's the sound of a vengeful god. It's the sound of a beast crushing everything in its path. In the holiday 2008 issue of Guitar World, Lemmy from Motorhead called Iron Man one of the most memorable riffs of all time. Recorded live off the floor in just six days, with some tracks essentially improvised on the spot, Black Sabbath's Paranoid is a bona fide classic. And it's now the latest inductee into the drive rock of fame. I'm Kelly Parker.